This is how you can easily improve at fantasy football. Just draft later round wide receivers on teams with unclear depth charts. Here are seven situations where this applies for 2022. The Giants took Wandell Robinson in the second round of this year's draft, and he is top 1% all time, 99th percentile in college target share, which means he was getting open and earning targets. And he finished sixth in broken tackles last year. So this productive rookie now joins a depth chart that is far from clear. You have Sterling Shepard, fellas, who ruptured his Achilles week 15 last year, and he's an older player. He's 29, which is a brutal injury to come back from. And then there's Kadarius Tony, who when he played last year was fantastic. He's a breakout candidate in his own right, but there's rumors that he wants to be traded this offseason. Darius Slayton has been a productive player in the past, but he's due barely any money this year, and he's a clear-cut candidate for the Giants. I mean, it seems like Kenny Galladay is the only stable wide receiver on the roster. And I put quotes around stable for a reason. You can see this is the injury report for last year, and he was on the injury report for 85% of his games, meaning he was playing through injury that entire time. So Wandale is currently going in the 16th rounds of drafts. He's going as the 80th wide receiver off the board behind guys like Will Fuller, who are not even on a team. There's no risk in taking him. Now, as of right now, the most undervalued wide receiver is the Cowboys' third round pick, Jalen Tolbert. Tolbert's going off the board as the wide receiver 66, three and a half rounds later than his teammate Michael Gallup. However, Gallup is expected to miss the start of the season recovering from an ACL tear. And in 12 games last year, Tolbert put up nearly 1,500 receiving yards. This ranks sixth amongst all college wide receivers. And now he'll compete with, yeah, CD Lamb, the clear wide receiver one. But after that, a banged up Michael Gallup, who might not be out there for 50% of the season, James Washington, who was paid less than $1 million and never produced in four years with the Steelers, Noah Brown, who only has 39 career receptions, and a rookie that was taken last year by the Cowboys in Semi Fahoku, who saw zero targets in his rookie season. Now, fellas, McCole Hartman, here's some schmacks for you, is going as the fourth. Now, the first, second, or third, the fourth Chiefs receiver off the board. And he's burned a lot of people, the former second round pick in past years, but a lot of this risk is already built into his price. He goes as the 58th wide receiver off the board in round 11 of drafts. But let's not kid ourselves because the upside with Patrick Mahomes and an Andy Reid led Chiefs offense is massive. Kansas City depth chart is far from clear, but amongst their top seven wide receivers, Juju, rookie Skymore, MVS, Juju and MVS came in free agency, free agent Corey Coleman and undrafted free agent Justin Ross. Amongst those guys, McCole Hartman is the only one who was on the Chiefs last year. In summary, they have added three free agent wide receivers and three rookie wide receivers. Meanwhile, McCole Hartman has three years of experience with Patrick Mahomes, and last year he saw a career-high 83 targets, and that was while Tyreek Hill, Demarcus Robinson, and Byron Pringle were there. All those guys are now gone. In each of these three seasons, he's seen his targets increase by at least 35%, and now he's the only guy in the receiving core with a built-in chemistry with Mahomes. That should continue to happen, if not much higher. And this is interesting. McCole Hartman has played five games without Tyreek Hill in his career, and he averages 36 more fantasy points per game, from seven and change to about 11. Now, here's the good part. These 10.6 fantasy points per game without Tyreek Hill would have ranked 30th amongst wide receivers last year. Yet, for some reason, Hardman is going as the 58th wide receiver off the board. Now, Colts wide receiver Paris Campbell is being drafted as the 88th wide receiver off the board. He literally goes after Justin Ross, who was an undrafted free agent for health reasons, and is the fifth wide receiver on the Chiefs behind Travis Kelsey. He's really the sixth wide receiver on the Chiefs. Meanwhile, Campbell might be the second option in the receiving game for Matt Ryan and the Colts. Yet, he goes five rounds later than the next closest Colts wide receiver, the rookie Alec Pierce, who I like, but this is too far of a gap. But I understand there's a clear reason for this. In three seasons in the NFL, Campbell has only played 15 games. He's missed 70% of his career games with injuries. But the downside is already baked in. He is selected outside the top 200 players in the 17th round of drafts. But his upside stems from the lack of 
competition in Indy. Michael Pittman is the clear one. That's not the point here. The point is how much value you're getting for Paris Campbell. After Paris Campbell, the next four wide receivers on the Colts, Ashton Doolin, rookie Alec Pierce, Mike Stracken, who was a seventh round rookie last year, and Desmond Patton. These next four guys have a career 22 NFL receptions. Now, last season, Tim Patrick signed a three-year, $34 million extension, and the guaranteed money on that is about 60% at nearly $19 million. And right now, Patrick is being drafted as the 59th wide receiver off the board. However, he has finished as a top 50 wide receiver in back-to-back -back seasons. And now he gets a quarterback upgrade in Russell Wilson. And Patrick is also very reliable. He has only missed two games the last two seasons due to injury. And last year, he played over 82% of the Broncos snaps, top 30 in the NFL, while only missing one game last year. Mr. Jarvis Landry this offseason signed a one-year deal for $3 million. And 100% of this $3 million is guaranteed money. Landry currently goes as the 60th wide receiver off the board in drafts, the latest he has ever gone in fantasy football, yet he has a real shot to be the Saints' number one receiver. And look, I know that sounds like a hot take. That's not my intention. It's unlikely that he's the number one receiver, but there is a strong chance it happens. Let's look at the depth chart. Michael Thomas right now has no timetable to return. There's a reason they got Landry. They're not too sure about Michael Thomas's ankle, which was on the inside of his foot when he injured it, which is a rare injury. It takes a while to come back from, and the Saints have yet to. Right now, we're in the summer before fantasy football. They've yet to give us any indication of when he will be back or when he'll get on the field and start cutting. And after that, the rest of the Saints' depth chart is not threatening. Chris Olave is a rookie that they traded up for, and I think he is very talented, but it's rare for a rookie right away to lead the team in targets and be the wide receiver one. Yes, Justin Jefferson did it, and Jamar Chase actually didn't do it. T. Higgins led the team in targets last year, but Jamar Chase was fantastic, but those guys are outliers. They're the exception to the rule. And after that, there's nobody who's a threat. Marquez Callaway, an undrafted free agent, was not solid last year, had a game or two that was nice. Traquan Smith has not fired now in four years in the NFL, and the rest of these players are practice squad players or special teamers like a Deontay Harris. So given the uncertainty in Michael Thomas's injury, I would not be shocked to see Landry lead this team in targets, and he goes as the wide receiver 60 in drafts. Now, if you want to start drafting for $10 million, check this out. Underdog Fantasy recently opened up their Best Ball Mania 3. If you're not familiar with Best Ball, a computer basically takes your highest scores each week and puts them into your lineup, so you don't have to set any roster moves, and you have a chance to win $2 million to first place. And you can draft right now and get a free deposit match. If you use the code SAL in the link in the description, if you put in 20, you get 40. If you put in 50, you get 100, all the way up to $100. Now, depending on when you're watching this, you might be saying, oh, it's so early in the summer, or oh my God, football's not for another X amount of weeks. Yeah, but last year, the guy who won $1 million drafted his team in June. It pays to get in early. Cardinals wide receiver AJ Green is going seven rounds after Rondell Moore. He's going as the 84th wide receiver off the board. Even though Green was top 40 in targets last year with 92, which was 42% more than Rondell Moore. Green is a clear starter for the Cardinals, and according to PFF, the Cardinals ranked sixth in passing offense last year. And not only is he going to start and see a good a lot of snaps and targets, but last year he saw 16 red zone targets, finishing nearly top 15 in the NFL. And now you can expect more usage with DeAndre Hopkins suspended for six games and Christian Kirk shipped out of town to Jacksonville. Green goes as the 84th wide receiver off the board and is a solid veteran value. Now these seven later round wide receivers are going to give you an edge over your league mates. If you want an even greater edge, you need to avoid some bombshells in your draft. This video will help you avoid the seven stud wide receivers that you don't want to be drafting and instead just let your dusty old league mates take those fellas.